right, welcome to episode X of the Heroes You Deserve. I'm Henry. I'm Mike. I'm Richard. And we are going to discuss the Task Force X trailer. I mean, the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad trailer. Blitz trailer. Yes. Easy for you to say. Yeah, easy. Suicide Squad. So we all watched it so just so to refamiliarize ourselves again. And I guess, um, how, how, familiar, how familiar are we with the original Suicide Squad in the comic books characters? Uh, it's me, not a whole lot. I mean... I've seen them on Arrow, and I've seen the Assault on Arkham animated film, but beyond that, um, I'm not real familiar with the source material. Um, it wasn't one of the titles that you turned me on to when you were sort of uh, filling the gaps and all the, the stuff I'd missed when I stopped collecting comics. Um, well, it's, very, it's like any team book, like X-Men Avengers, always been a revolving door, you know, some villains ended up dying, and... And they change them out from King Shark to Harley Quinn in the recent years. But, I mean, there's always... So do they sort of play an anti-hero role? Yes. You two seem to know the property significantly better than I do. How familiar are you with the the comic book? I didn't read it. No? Uh, I was just familiar with it. But, uh, I mean, it was in mid-80s, maybe early 80s when it came out. Yeah, when it first started, yeah. Um, I know Deadshot has always been a member. And Captain Boomerang has always been a member. Um, after that, Rick Flagg has always been a member. After that, you know, it's been pretty much, like you said, a revolving door. Uh, lately, you know, it's gotten a little bit more popular uh, by the addition of Harley Quinn, obviously. Um, and uh, But some of the characters uh, in the movie, like, especially like Katana, who I believe was with the Outsiders. Correct. Not necessarily with Suicide Squad, but I suppose you know, they're comparable Right, she's kind of like the hero, just making sure, keeping them in check, you know, chaperone. Probably, yeah. So is that the role she plays? I don't know. I, I, I I'm. It, it's a good guess, I suppose. I'm, you know, but. Um, yeah, I mean, who? Uh, we don't know what, how she is in the cinematic universe. I mean, is she in the Arrow show? I mean, what characters? Yes. What characters are in the Arrow show? I'm, since I'm not familiar with Arrow. Katana. Um, Katana, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot. But not the same Deadshot. No, no, they're, no, they're all no. different. No, clearly not. Um, is that, Those are the only three. Is that everybody? Mm-hmm. I guess it is. Yeah. There was an, a brief, brief possible Harley reference. Oh well, yeah, they did that when they were walking through. But um, Argus, right? And there was cells, <clears throat> and I think you heard something, something put in coming from one of the cells, and that very familiar accent. Yeah. Well, uh, it was the same actress. It was Margot Robbie that did. No, the... no, no. The same actress from the animated series. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, she's the one that was the voice in the in the Arrow episode. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Little, a little, little bit, bit of trivia that I didn't trivia. know. Yeah. All right, so do we know when the movie takes place in in, in, retro, in perspective to the DC Cinematic Universe, like Man of Steel and Bat, Batman versus Superman? Based on everything that I've heard, every movie that we're getting is taking place in sequential order. So... The events in Suicide Squad, the the main story takes place after BVS. There may be some flashbacks here and there, but the core story takes place after BVS. That's Batman v Superman to the uninitiated. <laughs> okay, so since twenty Batman versus Superman is twenty years later of Batman fighting for twenty years, and we've already saw the reference of the the Robin costume, so this is still. An angry Bruce Wayne at what 
clearly has an axe to grind with the Joker. Right. I mean, he always has, but... This... Well, I think they, whether it succeeded or not, I think the ending of Batman versus Superman may have kind of calmed him down a bit. And he may be not... I think he realized... To get the poison out? Well, he, I think he realized with the line that he said, you know, I failed him in life. I'm not going to fail him in death. Uh, I think that he realized that he may have been going a bit too far. Uh, and I don't think we're going to see that side of him anymore. Now, so you think we're talking about Jason Todd at this point? It could be Jason Todd. It would be a great way to set up the uh, the, the Red Hood stuff, I think, you know, for, for moving forward, if that's what they're going to do. Um, it could very well be Jason Todd. I don't know that they would mess with Dick Grayson. That's a Nightwing movie in, waiting to happen, and Nightwing is very popular in the comics. Uh, Tim Drake, I think he just a lot of people don't really know that much about him still. Mm. I think it just all the way it just jumped to Damian Wayne all of a sudden like people just kind of I mean he's still in the comics I think he's Red Robin I think in the comics Tim Drake is and they're bringing him back in Rebirth and then uh in June or July when when those books come out but um I have to I have to be willing to bet that it would be Jason Todd and so he of course I'm thinking Batman still has an issue with the Joker specifically but as far as him like branding maybe or like doing a lot of the really vicious things he did in in Batman versus Superman, I don't see that going to be happening anymore. Just, and I think they addressed it decently in the movie. And this second trailer, we see a lot more of the Joker this time around compared to the first trailer. Oh yeah, it wasn't just a tease. We're seeing him walking, talking, doing stuff. So uh, the question is, how much of a role does he have? That's the, the question. Movie, right? that, Seems like that's he's the, the question. Big bad. He's like the Spider-Man of uh, <laughs> of the Civil War. Like, how much of a role does he have in that movie? Well, I mean, reports are that. It's more significant than we think it is going to be, but I mean, it looks like the Joker is is being set up to be the main antagonist in the film. No, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. No. Really, do you think he's just there to be like a foil to just I, like get in the way I and think, make their lives miserable as they're going after the big big bad? I think he's there as part of Harley's origin story. Um, I, there was a shot there of him of Batman holding Harley and, and taking her or at least Dr. Harleen Quinzel, carrying her to the Batmobile. Mm. Uh, so I think the Batman sequences could very well, and the Joker sequences could very well be flashbacks. Um, maybe. Well, be a big tease. Maybe. Um, but I don't see them all ba- getting together to fight. I, the, the battles and everything that they've shown them fighting, I don't think those has anything to do with the Joker. Right. I agree. I it's think... a more of a magical threat, more of a uh, something, right. well, something different, sp- otherworldly. Sp- spoiler. I mean, might as well go full spoiler, but I think... Well, I we're think just we... speculating here. Right, right, I mean, true. We, th- we think it's the Enchantress. I think, I think that they're kind of... Because we've never seen the Enchantress as part of the group. Every shot we've seen of her has been solo on her own. Right. And we've never seen... The, she's not at the bar having drinks with them. She's not out getting out of the When the press helicopter. material, she's... Well, part she's of the roster. Sure. Well, that's press appa- photo, apparently. Though. Well, but that doesn't press necessarily photo. mean that you know. I, I just in that photo too. Yeah, I I just think that it's a possible because she's got magical powers, and you know, it just seems like it's more connected to her being the bad guy. Right. It's okay. a guess. I, I could be. We could be completely so wrong. Is there, is there a reason that you think that Henry, knowing the source material? Uh, no, no, it's just a trailer, too. Right. Though. It's just a trailer. I mean, the the whole they seem to be fighting some sort of mystical energy or, or right. beings. These, created. These are like of, constructs or right, something constructs. that they're that they're chopping up with the swords and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're made out like they're made out of rock or something or like tar or something, and they're falling apart. Yeah, and, I, see, I remember uh, them that, like the, breaking apart into pieces. That has to be some kind of magical power I mean, or otherworldly power. She's not in the prison scene or prison cells when they're giving them their 
their equipment or their guns or anything like that. And so we're thinking that Joker, if he's going to play any role at all, is just there to sort of add I, a little flavor to the maybe, whole. I, I mean, think yeah. he's a, I think he's part of Harley's origin. Huh. I think they're going to really try to give Harley's origin in this movie because she is a major major draw for DC Comics, regardless of what people say. Right, right. She is a huge. She is basically the DC version of Deadpool. Dead, right, totally. And they're not going to they're not going to pass up an opportunity to give us her her backstory. Uh, when they if they have the opportunity to, so you think she's the only one that's going to get that treatment though? I think so. I think they're gonna there's going to be a heavier focus on her than there will be on the others. I mean, I think Deadshot also Deadshot and and because Deadshot's relatively popular too. Uh, he's well known. And Will Smith, well, and we did get yeah, and we did see him in Arrow, and he was quite popular in Arrow. I mean, he was he was a, he really was, was he became a popular character. So I think that Deadpool uh, Deadpool uh, Deadshot and uh, Harley Quinn are going to be the 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 characters that probably get the most um, story. Now. Boomerang looks amazing. He looks really funny, and he looks like he may be a scene stealer. But I don't know that he's going to get as much story uh, as the other two are. Well, I mean, it's a big ensemble, so yeah. some characters tend to get lost. Well, he's a B-list villain, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he is one of the founding members. No, well, I don't know if he's a B-list. He's one of the Flash's rogues. Right. He is. That's right. He is a member and of the And he is a founding member of the of this version of the Suicide Squad right. in the comics. Right. So he's really not. I mean, he's goofy the way they drew him, but they've kind of revamped him and modernized him a bit. and. He's a he's a he's a pretty legit bad guy. Hmm. And Slipknot, uh, and I, I, we were just talking about it earlier. We think we think Slipknot's going to get killed early on. As an example, he's going to test uh, the limits of the possibly of the you know if you irk me, you die. You know, and he's going to probably test that. I think because he's not in the footage of them fighting. He's not in the bar scene. I mean, you, you don't see him anywhere. <laughs> He never even says a word. So he went for a bottom rung villain that they knew. Yeah, no one's gonna care. If this well, guy he died. was he was the first villain killed in in the in the comic as well. I mean, uh, he went rogue in a mission. And, okay, so there's a historical context. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well. Oh, yeah. very cool. So they, I mean, plus, I mean, he's just uh, a bad guy that knows his way around magical rope kind of thing. Slipknot. I mean, yeah. He's, how, how's that? He's, he's got rope powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a lot of use in it unless you're in India. So he's bare grills. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> Lovely, but so how does uh, how does the trailer look? What do you think? It still looks fun. It still looks it. It just looks great. I mean, you know, I just got a great cast. Any concerns uh, on uh, based on internet talk or based on the trailer? I mean, is there something that you're worried? I mean, I mean, they were talking about. There's been talk that they've had some reshoots, whether either to add more action or to make it more lighthearted. Do you think that's that's happening? I am fairly certain that David Ayer is being 100% honest when he says that they asked me to shoot more action and I told him absolutely. He said he, he the last information that I read was that he added an entirely new set piece to something. So, uh, you know, the action looks amazing. It looks very fun. Uh, so... I think I I don't have anything based on what I've seen. It looks really really good, and it looks like it's gonna probably be a bit of a surprise in the box office. Mike, do you have any concerns about um, you know what what do you think of the trailer? It looks a lot fun. I mean, they were on the right track where they did the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, uh, which was the previous one. Um, now we've got the, the the new one, which is I guess the UK version. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. We're getting to see the lighter side of these villains. Um, seeing that they're 
being forced into this situation. I mean, Will Smith has that line in the trailer, you know, remember we're the bad guys. That, that was, I think, for our sake, and it makes a great tagline. In fact, they've gone so far as to use it as one. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm, if if the if the reshoots were in fact just to add more action, I think that's that's good. I suspect they were to lighten the tone in 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 a reaction to maybe some of the fallout from Batman v Superman. So um, I don't think that's a bad call. Okay. I think you know they're not trying to go like as Richard has put it previously, full Marvel, where you know it's you know a joke every ten seconds, um, just to keep you know ribbing each other that sort of thing. It's I think it's just again just to lighten it up because the subject matter could be pretty bleak. I mean, this the government forcing criminals to go on missions that they probably won't return from is a horrible thing to think of. Right, but, and, and, and that's superhero why, context. I mean, sure, and that's not? why I feel. I mean, you we we all saw Fury. You saw Fury, Henry. Fury, Fury, the movie, the tank movie. Yes, Mad Max. No, Fury. No. No. Did you Brad watch Pitt? Fury? No. Okay. Well, Fury was uh, David Ayer's last movie. It was the uh, Brad Pitt uh, tank World War II tank movie. John right. Bernthal was in oh, it. Oh right, yeah, yeah. He uh, was um, Brad Pitt. Uh, there was my scalps. Is that yeah, the one? No, no. That was uh, no. <laughs> that was Inglorious Bastards. Uh, well, th- that movie had quite a lot of humor in it too. But it's it's like it's just or natural organic humor. It's not it's not quips. You know, it's not like one-liners. It's nothing. It's not that kind of humor, and so it's very, it's very, it's a very natural type of humor, and and that's kind of what we're, I'm seeing here more. I mean, he also wrote this. The, the script is credited to him, written and directed by David Ayer. So I I don't think he's just not the kind. Everything that he's done, Fury, he did also uh, End of Watch, and he also did Sabotage. I mean, he's not a slapstick guy, and I don't see him changing that. I think that the tone is going to be what it is. It was already going to be naturally lighter. I think I think Batman v Superman was a bit dark on purpose. Uh, even before it was released, they said uh, Terrio said that Justice League would be lighter in tone. Uh, I just think that they got through it. It was kind of like the DC version of Iron Man two, which is a movie nobody talks about. But Iron Man two essentially set up the Avengers, and you know it's a forgettable film. Nobody really talks about it, but it did all the legwork setting up the Avengers, and I think that's what Batman v Superman was. That was its role. Let's just do the legwork. If people like it, if it, they don't like it, if it makes money, which it did, uh, and now we can just move forward. Um, and I think that uh, not everything worked in Batman v Superman, but the tone was unique to that movie, I think. I think that now you have all of these very well-established directors, you know, Patty Jenkins, David Ayer, James Wan. You know, you have all these guys that have legitimate film careers. Now Ben Affleck, who's been announced to be writing and directing the Batman movie. So these are all four very highly regarded directors, and I think each character is going to have its own tone. Um, I, I don't think Warner's is even... I, that was just a rumor because it was just way like the, the hot topic right there. And yeah, let's just talk, you know, you got to fix it, got to fix it. I don't, I really don't think that's what's happening. Well, the timing was suspect. Yeah, I just think that the action, I think, you know, based on the two trailers that we've seen, all three trailers, everything looks like it's already been filmed. Uh, whatever's being reshot could never have made it into the trailers yet. And this one still looked more fun than the last one, than the last one. And all of that stuff had had to have already been shot. So... Yeah, I don't think we've seen anything new. Yeah, I think think we're fine. I think we're fine with Suicide Squad. All right. Well, then my my question to you is... All right. So before I ask the question, uh, Batman versus Superman. Right. When they first announced the casting of Ben Affleck, there was a big 
uproar. There was a big backlash. I think there was a collective groan from the world at large. I, I think at, at that time, a lot of people were disappointed, I would say. Obviously. And then perhaps even rightly so, right. given that he's not had one maybe action role in... Uh, I think he was cast as uh, Jack Ryan... Right. In uh, some of all fears, some of all fears. Thank well, you. I think his role in in the town was actiony. I mean, he had some gunfights. That's and true. Stuff. There was a bit, but of... not, it wasn't as physical. No, I mean, but he's I a mean, big, imposing guy. He is so. a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, the, the, you know, there was some actiony stuff with that, and and a little, <laughs> not so much in Argo, but definitely in the town. He did get in a fight in Mallrats. <laughs> <laughs> and he played Superman in the the, uh, the Superman story. He played oh, George Reeves, the biopic, Hollywood that's right. Land. Hollywood Land. That's yeah. right. Okay, so, and I think now that everyone's watched Batman versus Superman, I think the consensus is most people like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, sold. Yes? Sold 100%. I think it's clearer to say that the biggest problem with Batman versus Superman was two things that I think most people have criticized more than they like because nobody ever talks about what they like. They're only talking about what they didn't like. And the two things that I've heard more than anything else is they did not like Superman or the depiction of Superman. And they did not like Lex Luthor or the, the depiction of Lex yep. Luthor. Right. But they don't talk about, you know, Batman was awesome. They don't talk about Wonder Woman was amazing. They don't talk about any of the, the effects and the, and the film. You know, it's funny. They, because they just I, talk about the two things they really didn't like. You know, saying that, a lot of what I've seen has been the exact opposite. They complain about those exact things. But they also they always, you know... Add the aside, you know, but Ben Affleck owned. He's Batman. Yeah. You know? Well, not everybody's doing that, but yes, I mean, a lot of them did say Batman was awesome and Gal Gadot was awesome. And, you know, there was a lot of really good things in there. Uh, you know, despite what many people say, there was some attempts at humor. And the jokes landed, but they just didn't do it a lot. They did it just enough to... Oh, that was funny. That kind of thing, you know. Perry White's character was was a bit of a comic relief, and so was Alfred to a degree. Was there for comic relief, and it it was satisfactory. It wasn't great. It's not Marvel, but it was satisfactory to at least not be a complete funeral the entire time. Mm. Um, but definitely the depiction of Superman, and I and I we talked about this before. I think it was by design. I think now moving forward, based on the ending of Batman versus Superman, I think it was always going to be this way. The the su Superman from now on is going to be the one I think everybody wants. We just had to work a little bit to get there. And Lex, we don't know. I, I liked him, but I know some people didn't, and I respect that. But I, I, hadn't, I didn't have a problem so, with it. So well, going back to Batman, I know uh, our number four fan yes. uh, thinks Val Kilmer's the best Superman, uh, be best, best Batman, yeah. but uh, we won't mention who that is anyway. Pete. So they we're leading. So I asked Ben Was he being with, serious? I don't know. I, it's hard to tell it's with hard him. To tell with, it's hard to tell with you. So I bring up the Ben Affleck question because the casting news of Jared Leto caused an uproar. Right. Right? Um, it did. And well, and not only not as much as the, the first picture with the tattoos right, and right. the grill. Correct, correct. And all of those things. Again, and this is one thing that really frustrates me about DC Comics versus Marvel Comics as far as the movies go. Okay. The, the the comic book fan, just in general. I'm going to just say the comic book, fa book fan in general. Not a DC Marvel? No, no, no. Oh, no, you're not going to... No, no, no. Oh. I'm not going to do that. Ooh. The comic book fan in general feels like they own Lex Luthor. They own the Joker. They own Doomsday. Because these are characters that they're familiar with from growing up with cartoons or what have you. Nobody knows anything about Ronin. So they could do whatever they want with that guy. Nobody knows anything about Ironmonger. So they could do whatever they want with that guy. 
The only one that there was a bit of an uproar was with the Mandarin because <laughs> they totally just screwed that up. I but disagree. I mean, they've given so many past years of history. But the Mandarin that we had—that's that, what I'm saying. Correct. So DC's DC's characters, just by their icon iconography, if you want to call it sure. that, people want to own those characters. Right. And when you start reinterpreting them, pe- people get all upset. People have been, been out of shape the way they did with Lex. They reinterpreted Lex, right? A modern version of Lex, because nobody wants to see uh, another land grab heist movie or whatever. That's boring. So they kind of worked it. And so the Joker, I think, is a more modern version, but he looks very similar to the one from Endgame. But there's always been different interpretations of Lex Luthor, always. But people really got bent out of shape over the picture of uh, Jared Leto with the tats, with the grill. That's stupid. Why would he have that? Why would they do that? That's not my Joker. Very similar to that's not my Superman and that's not my Lex. The same problems well, happened. Well, it was very again. thug. It was very ghetto. I mean, that... that And what's wrong with that? Right. It's a right? different interpretation. But we, we, own, we own those characters. You know, I don't how dare they change in, them. In a property with a multiverse, I don't think... I think you lose all right to complain about any iteration of but, any but it, character. But it because... happened. It did happen. It was, it was all over the and, place. And, and, and back... people are still complaining about the tats. Oh, no. But, but back to Henry's original question about the casting of jared leto i was like oh cool the wife was over the moon and i think this is the same for a lot of women they sure. love jared they leto. do right they, they do. do they do so that was a good pick it was a damn solid pick and i think he's gonna pull it off because he's got range the guy is, he's gonna knock it out of the park yeah he's gonna be awesome and based on what we've seen on the two trailers i mean he he seemed- has a very imposing sense of him i mean they're scared of him he seems foreboding yes most jokers seem like okay if you, get, if you get your hands on him he's probably yours right. but he's got so much i mean he's a he's a bag, obviously a bag joker tricks, needs yeah. to be unpredictable a wild card not, wild card and not too much jokey you know too much practical jokes and just silly and i'm gonna do things um he's an unknown you don't Heath know ledger kind of had to be the makings of that i think if, if right. he hadn't and, passed we would have seen. I mean, Heath Leather was a great Joker. I think he set the, the, the bar right. significantly higher than Jack Nicholson's. Totally, yes. Di- I mean, obviously they're different animals, right? But you know, Heath Ledger's Joker was definitely more bent. He was going to harm thing, harm people, just kind of for the sake of it. But he had an agenda. He was he was more focused. You know, the the Jack Napier character. Right. I mean, he um, burned the money. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't want to. Kill Batman, and he won. He wanted that. that yeah, his motivation work. was scary. Right. Whereas exactly. Jack Nicholson's character kind of just wanted the girl. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and didn't want Batman to have her. Yeah. The Joker just and wanted, paintings. He wanted paintings. Yeah, for mm. whatever and reason. Dancing to Prince. Wanted to dance to Prince, but who doesn't? If I'm honest. Hey, people really adore that movie. <laughs> well, I do too. Well, moving on. Well, Special grew, place in my heart. Sure, we, moving on. We grew up with that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, the the that that sort of Joker that was really just wanted to have fun with Batman was kind of a scary thing to start with. I think we're getting the meaner version of that with Jared Leto's uh, portrayal. Right. I mean, people were up in arms about the tats and the, and uh, the teeth and and he. Yeah, I mean, people. That's were forgivable upset. though. Right. I mean, you got a character called the Joker. His right. hair is green and he's white and he has red lips. I mean. That's already pretty out there. Is it that much of a well, stretch for him to have tattoos? And was it was it forgivable for what they did to Lex? A lot of people weren't able to forgive that. As Again, long as the core of the character stays the same, his his visual. What is the core of the character for the Joker, though? Just I mean, it's been different. It's been it was different in Cesar Romero's day, or uh, it was different when Nicholson. Jack, 
Mm-hmm. It was different Legend. with... Uh, Ledger. Th- they were all different core Mark characters. Mark Hamill, even. Even Mark Har- uh, Hamill plays him differently. Oh, he so, plays him more kind of a jovial, but so, well, that, scary. See, and that's the danger here. Are, are people, are the, are the fans going to applaud his performance... Or are they going to gripe again for it not being... You know, I'm glad you brought up Mark Hamill because here's what we're, I get, think we're seeing. We're seeing that moment when Mark Hamill drops his voice mm-hmm. when he's playing the Joker. And you hear that deep, raspy mm-hmm. thing when you say like, okay, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's yeah. funny and he does cute things. But when he dropped that voice and got really sinister, like even in the animated series, you you felt like... Okay. Yeah, he, it, it's on now. This is this is serious Joker. Yeah, he's he wants it to be funny, but he wants it to hurt too. And to some people, he's a, he's one of the quintessential Jokers as well. Even though he's just animated, he's like, you know, the Joker. I hear his voice anytime I see a picture of the Joker. Whenever I'm reading a comic and the Joker's talking, that's the voice that's in my head, just like Kevin Conroy's is Batman's. Batman. You know, so. Those you know, two. But I you know, for me, just looking at it, I you know, I I'm going with it. I'm going with it. And you know, a lot some people have said that he the the aesthetics, the look of him, he looks very similar to the endgame uh Capullo Batman in this last uh, endgame arc. If you if you, you I don't know if you're still buying Batman. The Snyder Batman, the comic book. Well we're not talking about like the death of the family, like it was after mask. that. Okay. It was endgame where he had, he had almost the same hair. He's kind of very gaunt, very kind of muscular looking. Uh there's there's some similarities. And I know that I think uh Lito admitted or, or commented that he had gotten together with Grant Morrison to discuss how he would play the Joker. Ah. So um I just wish that, you know, just let the movies do what they're going to do. Grant Morrison or Scott Snyder? Grant Morrison. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's going for detective comics. It's It'll be interesting to see how, I mean, Snyder wrote that story, but he apparently also uh, consulted with Grant Morrison. Okay. For those of you out in the world who don't know who these two guys are, um, Scott Snyder jumped on during the new 52, which is the sort of the last relaunch of DC. He's a writer. Right. One of the best writers. If you Look him up on Amazon. Pick up anything that he's ever done. You're going to love it. And he's moving over to All-Star Superman starting in June, I believe. Yeah, great call. Um, Grant Morrison writes some of the most whacked out things you've ever read, sure. uh, including the... Um, One of my favorite Batman stories, Arkham Asylum. Obviously that, but he also wrote the Extremist storyline for Iron Man, mm. which was, uh, if you watched, um, we, we brought it up earlier, Iron Man 3, that involved that entire story. They did it horribly. But that's where the, the origin of that came from. And I believe there's going to be a very big story coming out in Rebirth related to Batman. Because, in again, um, we're not current comic book readers, but stuff that I've picked up mm. over the internet. Batman recently had the powers of the mother box. Mm. And he asked for the Joker's real name. And All these years, 60 years of the Joker, no one has ever known joker's name even the 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 killing joke is is one variation of joker's it's origin several story. variations right right so no one knows how joker came to be no one knows joker's real name so there was a story he asked for joker's real name and he found out it's supposed to be revealed in a justice league right it's supposed to, so this rebirth know, yeah do i want to know that i don't know do we want to know that well it's supposed to basically push a lot of things forward into rebirth but i think it was just coming out now that story or his identity is supposed to be released before rebirth starts like justice league 51 or 52 
Because those titles are ending at 52, and then it's going back to one at Rebirth. Well, Snyder wrote those last two and worked with Capullo on those. So those are their last two bits of work that have yet to be released. Um, again, get your hands on these folks. Pick them up in trade paperback. Download them digitally. I mean, you put them right on your iPad. It's it's easy. Super easy. But I think people are going to come away from Suicide Squad impressed with Jared Leto's performance as they were with Ben Affleck. I think so. I think and if I they think, have any I really problems, think, yeah. I think they're gonna they'll, they'll probably um, qualify them with oh, but Jared Little was awesome as a joke. And I really think Margot Robbie's gonna be amazing as well. I think if those two are gonna be the trailers or any indication of her Harley Quinn. Then yeah, we're we're okay. Right, and because most of her her starting career as Harley Quinn, she was more the Harlequin character with the costume and the the bells. And now I guess because of recent Arkham games. And this movie, I think they recently reintroduced that look for Harley in the comic books. And Jim Lee has also said recently, because he will be drawing the new Suicide Squad number one, again, Rebirth is coming in the summer. And he specifically said that Harley Quinn's outfits will be different based on the missions they go on. So she's going to be dressing appropriately or mission appropriate if you will so she may be more armored up in some missions she may be more like you see her in the movie and other missions so she will be the one that's going to be dressing up differently based on uh where Obviously what with they're their doing own little harley quinn twist on them Obviously. right and she's always been after mr j correct but i think recently she's come into her own i mean i think i read that she beat joker's ass and totally separate so so she's, so she's now independent well, she's no longer and there's also after right and there's also an on again off again relationship with poison ivy okay right. and we may very well see i know that there's already talk about a suicide squad too uh they've already been talking about it and it'd be interesting to see if we wind up seeing poison ivy in the sequel because they do have they've had a very long-standing relationship dating back even to the animated series well, uh, mm-hmm. if it's po- poison ivy it's a l- long stemming And with that is episode X. So feel free to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and subscribe. I'm Henry. I'm Mike. I'm Richard. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody.